Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. You're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you'll find our full show archive with all of our shows. You can download them, read the show notes. You can also access the full montage archive along with the show archive. When you subscribe to the show, it's for one year, $50 for the entire year. You get access to all the archives and you get access to my digital books and a free copy of one of my physical books this month, either the Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy. And those are free shipping in the United States if you live around the world. We can do drop shipping to you as well. The books and the subscriptions, it is what allows us to do this show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Monday through Friday, and allows us to continue to bring you information that I hope is unique and the perspective I hope is different or at least unique enough that encourages you to tune in to turn on shows like the secret teachings, even when the show's not broadcasting, when you get into the archive and you start digging through some of the old shows. When I was posting a a promotion on Facebook to ask people uh, what they wanted me to do when I take a little bit of time off to take a vacation next week and the week after, and and, and basically for a month I'm going to be in and out of the studio, we'll still be doing some shows, but we're going to have a a week or so of, of, of older replays. And most people said they wanted to hear the older shows because there's so much content and there's so many different things we've talked about. I, I mean, I myself tend to forget about them. But one of the things over the years that I've always loved talking about are the eight Sabbats and the wheel of the year and the turning of that wheel from the waning to the waxing to the waning to the waxing of the sun and their anthropomorphization of many of the components of the turning of that wheel in relation to the sun and the moon and the cycles of nature. And we know that the days of the week are named after various gods, like Sunday is the sun god or the day of the sun. Saturday is Saturn's day. Monday is the day of the moon, etc., etc. And we know that the days of the week, when we combine those weeks into a month, are encompassed under the name of either historical figures or various other gods or goddesses. So we have the month of January named after the two-faced god Janus. We have months like April that are associated with Venus to the Romans or Aphrodite to the Greeks. April is often referred to as Mensis Veneris, its proper Latin name being Aprilis, and the month houses the holy day of Beltane, otherwise known as Beltane, 
This is really the point in the year, in the yearly cycle, and it'll be April 30th is the festival known as Walpurgis Night, or May Eve, leading to May Day. It's the English version, the Walpurgis Night, the English version of the German Walpurgis Nacht, the eve of a feast to the goddess and to, in Christian mythos, Saint Walpurga. Now, Walpurga, or Walpurgis, is a powerful deity across Europe, especially in Germany, where she's known by other names such as the May Queen. Other Teutonic German myths refer to her as the Earth Mother, but she is variously known as Isis, Asit, Demeter, Ishtar, Mary, Sibyl, Ray, Astate, Aphrodite, Venus, Diana, etc., etc. Uh, the month of April is associated with all of these different goddesses. Now, the Holy Day essentially brings about a, a burning of the intensification of the sun. The sun begins to burn brighter and stronger. The days get longer and the nights get shorter. The coldness dissipates and we have a warmer environment. Now, as the yearly wheel turns from Yule to Beltane, this is the waxing of the sun. And of course, from Letha, the summer solstice, to Samhain, or Samhain, which is Halloween, we have a waning of the sun. Now, just like we align ourselves with the cycles of nature every day, we get up, some of us, before or right around sunrise, and you go to work, and you have lunch about noon, and then you come home, and you have dinner at a certain time, you go to bed, and you get up and repeat the whole process. Now, a lot of you listening to talk radio probably don't do that because you have a different type of schedule. You've just aligned yourself with the opposite of that. You've aligned yourself with when the sun goes down, then you go to work. But the point is, we align ourselves with these daily cycles. We align ourselves with weekly cycles. And throughout the year, we align ourselves with these, these yearly cycles. Now, if you understand the cycles of nature in this regard... If you're a practicing magician, you'll know that there are certain days of the week and that there are certain colors and certain gods or goddesses and certain suffumigations and various things that you want to have as attributes in order to perform your operation, in order to perform your your ritual. It's not the practicing magician who goes to a metaphysical shop and acquire some herbs or some incense and some candles and uh, an athame and a magical wand. You know, it's not that magician who is controlling global affairs. There are people, be them in government, be them in big business, be them in media, etc., who practice magic in a very similar way to how the person who goes to the metaphysical shop and gets some candles and some incense and how they practice magic. The difference is the person who practices magic by going to the metaphysical shop and getting those candles and that incense and, a, and an athame, maybe a robe and maybe some, some, some various, uh, you know, various colored candles, not just a random candle, but colored candles with you know, their proper associations, those people aren't influencing others. They're doing it in private. They're working the great work, the great marriage, the work of the alchemists. Those who do it 
in media and in politics and in big business, big tech, they're doing it by creating memes and they're doing it by creating sigils. And rather than focusing their energy on such things, they are drawing the energy of the viewers. And it also would be very appropriate to acknowledge that the entertainment industry is probably the most overt and naked form of this sigil and meme creation because of the music and the music videos and what they represent and the symbols that are in them and the intentionality behind the music and behind the videos, behind the productions. So it could be entertainment, it could be politics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but symbols, sigils, memes, we call this chaos magic. This is used in a way that we don't typically associate with magic because, no, that's just Patrice Cullors, the found, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, dressed up like an angel in front of the tree of good and evil in the Garden of Eden, and that's just an artistic performance. It has nothing to do with praying to the Ayami Aiji, which is an African witch. It has nothing to do with praying to fallen ancestors and pouring out libations to them like the founders of Black Lives Matter said. It has nothing to do with practicing black magic, which black magic matters, of course. That's just art. And it's got nothing to do with Marina Abramovic, who, who says, you know, this is art when we do it in public, but in private, when we take the blood and we take the milk and we take the semen and we mix it and we paint effigies, we're doing an actual magical ritual intending to invoke spirits, intending to invoke certain forces. So there's a big difference between a magician who practices magic in their home uh, a scholarly magician I would consider myself who just reads about the subject and incorporates certain components into daily life. And the people who do one or both of those things but who have immense power and rather than focusing their energy within themselves and on those symbols to better themselves, to direct their will, etc., they are sucking the life out of their viewers and attempting to use people to obtain the things that they want. That is very important. That is very critical to understand. And so certain times of the year are very important for these types of rituals. A couple of years ago, you might remember in 2019, there was a fire at Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Our Lady Cathedral, built by the Templars, who at the time, the Knights Templar, were a group of soldiers, a group of knights, the Knights of Christ, who elevated the feminine to an equal or even arguably higher standing place than the masculine. And they had a general belief that man or woman, human beings were equal in the eyes of God. And I found it as a result of knowing that little piece of history interesting how the major media publications at the time claimed that it was a good thing. Some of the major media outlets and news reports were like, it's a good thing Notre Dame burned. It's a symbol of white supremacy. I thought even if it were a symbol of white supremacy, like I still want to see that history. I mean, you go to museums and you see things of, you know, World War II or Vietnam or Civil War, and you might have disagreed with one side, but you still want to see the history. I still want to see the history, but Notre Dame burned, and a lot of people said that that was a wonderful thing 
because it was a symbol of white supremacy. Actually, it was the opposite of white supremacy. It was a symbol of the divinity of the feminine. That's why it was Our Lady Cathedral, and the two pillars of that structure represent both the pillars of Boaz and Jackin, strength and beauty, philosophy and science, the Baconian symbolism of the pillars, but it also represents the woman's legs in a birthing position and the oval entrance of the cathedral, of course, being the doorway, the portal of Visica Pisces, the vaginal canal for which a baby is born. And that's why the congregation is born again, is born again Christians when they leave the cathedral. Of course, being born in the womb inside of the church is the rose window, the light penetrating the rose, the sun penetrating the rose, impregnating the people inside, and they leave born again. That's what Notre Dame is. It's not a symbol of white supremacy, but that's, of course, hard to explain to people who are rabid in their dogmatic beliefs. So Notre Dame burned on April 15th of 2019. Today's date is April 15th, 2021. And we've seen every year in April similar events that relate to burning and relate to fire. Now, we see those kinds of events that happen all throughout the year, and they can be, therefore, appropriately associated with the parallel Sabbat. For April, though, it's a little bit different. April is absolutely, if not intentionally, it is, if not synthetically, organically, the time of burning because the celestial and the heavenly influence the material and the worldly, the physical, and a relationship that is a dance between the two, creating events and triggering events that as the sun gains its strength, the burning of the heavens also correlates and creates a burning of the earth below. We've had events from the assassination of presidents to major shootings to major terrorist attacks and major events in the history of warfare, all occurring through the month of April, so much so that on April 30th of 1966, the Church of Satan was established. And, of course, May 1st of 1776, the founding of the Bavarian Illuminati, a real secret society founded by Adam Weishaupt, April is a very important month of the year. And April, for many different reasons, is known as the burning season. The sun increases in strength, bringing light and warmth. And as the heavens burn, so do the grounds and the earth below burn. Notre Dame burned two years ago, and now our cities are burning because of civil unrest mostly due to out-of-context, hysterical, emotional reactions to events that are little understood in the same way that Notre Dame burned while people said this is great, a symbol of white supremacy being burned to the ground. That's not what it was. It's not what it is, but that's what people think it is. And with 
riots night after night in Minneapolis this week, we see as the city begins to burn, as BLM and other groups threatened, the burning season is underway here in the United States. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and there's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info. And your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore The Unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny 
We are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Thanks again. Um, This is very refreshing, and I look forward to talking with you more soon, Ryan. Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. It's the burning season, 2021. We go back into history, we can find that Beltane, or the month of April, which encompasses the festival of Beltane, or Beltane, or Beltane. This month is riddled with historical events from wars to shootings that are not only significant historical markers, but they are drastic movers of societal changes. They invoke societal changes. They are incredibly important, not random events per se. I'll give you a couple of examples. Today is April 15th, 2021. Two years ago, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris caught fire and a majority of the iconic structure was damaged severely. Uh, the spire even collapsed on top. And this could be seen as a synchro mystic event of the collapsing of the phallus, the collapsing of masculinity. And I found it strange that news outlets at the time in 2019 reported that Notre Dame was a symbol of white supremacy when in fact the knights who built the temple, which is really what it is, it's a temple with the rose window and the vaginal oval opening, the gateway, the two legs, the two pillars, strength and beauty, philosophy and science, that this structure was actually a symbol of unification, of alchemy, of the sacred marriage, of the divine feminine, and as a, a, as a symbol of the divine marriage, a coming together of both the masculine and the feminine as the spire is in the middle of the, the two pillars there. But to a lot of people, they saw it as a symbol of white supremacy because it's European and they thought this is white people and they should burn to death or something like that. I mean, that was in the news in 2019. But that's not what the temple represents at all. But it is synchro-mystic and its relationship to the hatred that media seems to have and that people that, I mean, I come into contact with these people. I do live outside of Rochester, New York, so that might be part of the reason. But people who hate men and people who hate white men and people who really hate straight white men. Now you could say, well, you're a straight white man, so that's your perception. Right, it is my perception. In the same way, 
that it's just your perception as a black person or a Latino person or an Asian person that people hate you. Yeah, people do hate you. People also hate me. We're human beings. People hate us together. We don't need to hate them back. That's not some loving, doving, lovey-dovey, hippy-dippy crap. But we're going to look at that a little deeper here. April 14th, 1865. Anybody tell me what happened on April 14th, 1865. For extra credit, President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. By the way, President Abraham Lincoln, in his journals, said that his goal was not to end slavery. It was to save the Union. It was to save unification of states from separation. It was not to free slaves. He said if he could have saved the Union without freeing a single slave, he would have done it. So why Abraham Lincoln is looked at as some great freer of the slaves, having issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, as opposed to when he could have done it at the beginning of the war, is a little bit interesting, a little bit baffling, but that's history, and it shows you that when you read about history, It might not be entirely accurate. Of course, none of history is entirely accurate. Nothing that we read is entirely accurate. But it's different than what you're told happened in history. There's a difference between that. And so it's like a game of telephone. It kind of loses the substance after a while. April 14, 1865, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. April 15, 2013, we had the Boston Marathon bombing. April 16, 2007, Virginia Tech shooting. April 18th, 2013, there was that Texas Waco fertilizer plant that exploded just 20 miles north of Waco, Texas. April 18th, 1942, the first air raid on mainland Japan during the Second World War. Of course, April 19th, 1993, this was, I mean, it's pretty incredible. It's almost, what, uh, uh, 20 years to the date, April 19th, 1993, the Waco, Texas incident, the compound was set on fire. 25 children supposedly died as a result of that fire. And 20 years later, 20 miles north of Waco, Texas, you had that fertilizer plant that exploded back on April 18th, 2013. April 19th of 1775, the Battle of Lexington and Concord that made the Revolutionary War inevitable. April 19th of 1995, the Oklahoma City bombing. April 19th, remember April 19th? What happened on April 19th of 1861? Some of you might remember it if you studied history. Battles broke out in Baltimore and Maryland, which produced the first, uh, first deaths by hostile actions in the American Civil War. So literally, April 19th of 1775, the Battle of Lexington Concord made the Revolutionary War inevitable. And then over a hundred years later, on April 19th again, the first deaths during the American Civil War. That's interesting, I think. Then you have the Deepwater Horizon uh, drilling rig operation, April 20th, 2010. April 20th, 1999, Columbine Massacre. You have April 27th, 2015. An interesting event took place in 2015 because on April 27th, you had more riots that broke out in Baltimore and Maryland over the police brutality and death of a young black man. These riots produced major fires and chaos in the city. Fires and chaos are both 
of course, associated with the trickster and the Lord of Chaos, Saturn, thus associated with a burning season, Beltane. And it's interesting because in Baltimore and Maryland, where you had these riots, it was the same place where you had riots back in 17, or excuse me, 1861 that sparked the first deaths of the American Civil War. And in 1775, 100 plus years previous, you had Lexington Concord on the same date, and that was the initiation of the American Revolution. April 28th, Benito Mussolini dies. April 30th, 1789, George Washington became the first president of the United States. Adolf Hitler also killed himself on April 30th, supposedly at 3.30 p.m. Hitler was, of course, born on April 20th. April 30th, the Church of Satan was established. The Bavarian Illuminati was spawned May 1st, 1776. May 1st, 1915, the passenger ship called the Lusitania sunk while it was actually uh, blown up. Uh, The Germans alerted the Americans and the Brits and told people not to get on the ship and sail into waters of war. And U-boats would likely sink the ship, and the Germans tried to take out that ad in all kinds of newspapers, but American press said nope. One did publish it, but it wasn't enough for people not to get on the ship. Of course, they were also transferring, you know, illegal uh, violation of of neutrality, uh, illegal armaments at the time the U.S. was. May 1st, 2003, we had the accomplishment of, well, George Bush's mission. Remember that? Mission accomplished. They gave that speech on board the U.S. Abraham Lincoln. Osama bin Laden supposedly was killed on May 1st, 2011. Also, the World Trade Center and the Freedom Tower, which replaced the Twin Towers, it was revealed that the structure would be 1,776 feet. Of course, that's supposed to relate to 1776. But it was also announced on May 1st of 2012. So May 1st, 1776, was not so much the founding of the United States, but the founding of the Bavarian Illuminati, the official goal of which was to infiltrate Freemasonry in all positions of government and power. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of the history of the month of April. Now, I'd like to focus your attention on something else. An event occurred a couple of days ago in Minneapolis, uh, not too far from where the Floyd trial is uh, taking place or took place. And I I just, I find it, um, I find it interesting that the prosecution of the Chauvin trial asked for the autopsy report of George Floyd to be thrown out. Why would they want the autopsy report to be thrown out? Well, because it showed that he was on unbelievable amounts of fentanyl and that he was on other drugs and that his neck did not show signs of suffocation or strangulation. You know, there were marks on his other parts of his body, but they did not show signs. I mean, that's what the autopsy report says. I've got a copy of it. If you'd like a copy of it, I'll send you the PDF. So the prosecution asked to throw out the evidence. That would be like saying, um, we can't win this case. Uh, so can you please throw out the evidence so we can win? Like That's pretty much what the prosecution did. But right down the road from there, uh, a young black man named Dante Right, spelled with a W, was pulled over by police. Now, he had an outstanding warrant for gross misdemeanor carrying a pistol without a permit and a misdemeanor for fleeing police. The, the warrant was issued on April 2nd after he failed to appear in court. 
So he was given the opportunity to appear in court, didn't appear in court, so there's a misdemeanor issued for that, a warrant for his arrest. They pull him over. He's got a misdemeanor for carrying a pistol without a permit, and he's got a misdemeanor for fleeing police. When the officers tried to take him into custody, it's all on police cam video, he jumps back in the vehicle, and that's when a female officer discharged her gun, striking the driver, and he drove off before striking another car. Now, I don't know the details of this situation any more than you do if you've read any of the reports. What I do know is I'm not going to listen to what mainstream media tells me, and they're going to tell me that this was white supremacy, etc., despite the fact that on the body cam, one of the police officers is black. I'm sure they didn't tell you that, but if you watch the video, one of the police officers is black. The other is a woman. I don't even know what her ethnicity is. They didn't tell me what her ethnicity was. They just they uh, put her on administrative leave, and I guess the mayor uh, also agreed to her firing. Uh, this was in Brooklyn Center, not Minneapolis, just so we're clear. This was in Brooklyn Center, and apparently... If you watch the police body cam footage, um, once again, the police tried to talk to this person and said, can you, you know, they just asked him to do things because he was under arrest because he had, he had not showed up for court. He would fl- fled the police, he, et cetera. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with having a permit for a gun per se under certain circumstances, perhaps, but under these conditions, the police were totally in the right. Now, I'm not saying she should have shot the guy. And she's on the video. We're going to play the video here saying, you know, taser, 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 taser. And then she pulls out her gun by accident, she says, or they, the police chief says, and then shot him once. And then it's like, oh, my God, I shot him. Now, maybe it was an accident. Now, let me ask you this. If it were an accident, if it were an accident, that should be considered in a court of law. If it were an accident, I'm not saying that she shouldn't be fired. I'm saying if it were an accident, that should be considered. If it were truly an accident, we should take that into consideration. If it weren't an accident and she shot him intentionally, now we have to ask why did she shoot him intentionally? On the video, she says taser, 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 because the guy's trying to drive away and avoid arrest. So immediately the police have authority to grab the guy, throw him on the ground and handcuff him, okay? The police have authority here to do this because the guy is fleeing arrest. He has a misdemeanor. He's fled from court. I mean, the guy was not just a, a, a black guy sitting at a, a corner doing his math homework, and the police came up and said, get out of the car, Negro. You know, that's what people think happened. In the court of public opinion, this racist white person shot a black person. However, we actually... If we were to go out in the street and we were to actually ask people, they'd probably think it was a white guy. Turns out it was a woman who shot him. And she claims she shot him by accident. And I actually think, although that sounds like nonsense, I actually think that might be true because it's not like she shot him and then they came up with a story as she pulled out her gun while he's trying to get away and struggling, she maybe made a major judgmental error. Okay, and she pulls out the gun instead of the taser. Now, she's a 20-something-year-old, something veteran, I I believe they said. 20-something-year veteran of the police department. I don't know how you could make that mistake, but it's understandable, I guess, because if I had someone jumping into their car, I don't know if they're going to pull a gun or a knife 
you know, I might pull my gun or my taser too. The taser was the appropriate thing to do unless the guy pulled a gun and started shooting. That's a little bit different. Now, I was also under the impression, because this is what I read in the news, that the guy drove away and then the cops flagrantly opened fire on him. I read that in a news report and then I saw the body cam footage. That's not what happened. So you got to be really careful, okay? If it was an accident, this woman doesn't deserve to be hanged for that. She probably deserves major reparations and dismissal from the police department for negligence and other things. You know, maybe administrative leave without pay. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. It's not my decision to make. But she shouldn't be convicted in the court of public opinion, especially when the average person has not even seen the George Floyd video or heard the George Floyd audio or read the autopsy report, and yet Black Lives Matter and others have threatened to burn Minneapolis to the ground if Chauvin is not basically hanged and skinned. And so with... Dante Wright being shot, protests erupt, and it's conveniently at the end of the Chauvin trial this week. And so as they continue to riot and burn the city, I mean, I imagine it has something to do with an organized, well-oiled, and planned form of civil unrest. I don't find it to be coincidental black men get shot every single day white men get shot every day asians latinos and every group in between so why is it if a black man gets shot by a woman and a black police officer nonetheless it's white supremacy and this woman should be hanged and skinned like chauvin despite the body cam footage showing something different so i want to play you the body cam footage it's pretty short And this is officially from CNN. Body cam footage of Dante Wright shooting released. The police pull over the car. One of the officers is black. I feel like that's important to note. And this is pretty much it. It's a very very short video. This is the Dante Wright body cam footage. Now they're talking to him in the car, one police officer on both sides. There were other people in the car with him, asking him some questions. And uh, assuming the police at this point, they know who, who he is. He's got a misdemeanor for, you know, warrant for his arrest. So they ask him to get out of the car and the officer begins handcuffing him. And you can hear them say that in the video right there. I'll rewind it so you can hear it. He's got a warrant. He's got a warrant, okay? So they didn't just pull him out of the car because he's black and start beating him down with nightsticks, okay? He had a warrant, so they started to arrest the guy. Oh, and, and, and by the way, um, the police officer handcuffing him is black. They conveniently left that out of the nightly news broadcast. Police officer handcuffing him is black. Now, the woman comes over and attempts... Because of the handcuffs behind his back, she attempts to put her arm behind his arm to hold him while the black police officer handcuffs him. And while two police officers are attempting to handcuff the guy, she's trying to help. Dante Wright jumps back in the vehicle and avoids the handcuffs. So now he's fled his court date. He's fleed from police again. From what I understand, this would be the second time he already fled police before fled his court date, and has misdemeanor for carrying a gun without a permit, which I'm spotty on the legality of that. But nevertheless, 
there were some legitimate reasons why a black officer was arresting him when they pulled him over. Now, he tries to jump back in the car. Now, if I'm a police officer, I don't know if this guy's going to jump in the car and grab a butcher knife. He's going to grab a shotgun. He's going to grab a pistol. I don't know what he's going to do, okay? Especially considering that his misdemeanor, and, and, and I think part of the reason he had a warrant because he didn't show up for court was because he had a gun and without a permit. Again, I'm spotty on the legality of that, but under certain circumstances, I understand it. I don't know, I don't know what the guy's going to do. That doesn't mean I take out my gun and shoot him, but I'm going to be pretty cautious. So this is what happens. He jumps back in the car. So now he's struggling in the car. The black police officer, still black, still black, tries to grab him to pull him back out of the car, just like Floyd. And the woman yells, I'll tase you, I'll tase you. Here it is. I'll tase you. So she pulls out her taser, or at least she said it was her taser. It turns out it was her gun. He's still flailing. And the black police officer is trying to pull him out of the car. She yells, I'll tase you again. They're, getting, they're trying to get the guy out of the car to arrest him because he's avoiding arrest. Okay? And then... Taser, taser, taser. And then she opens fire and shoots him. And then she says... All, basically, oh, no, I shot him. And she's, like, appalled at what she just did, so she pulls back, and he drives away. So I'll let you hear the whole interaction. He's trying to get in the car. Which is outrageous to begin with, that this is this is not, you know, discussed in the media. I'll tase you. I'll tase you again. That's a second warning, which, you know, you're supposed to do. I'll shoot you. I'll tase you. I'll tase you. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. I'll tase you. I'll stop resisting. I'll tase you. And if she would have tased him, there still would have been uproar. How could you tase an innocent black man? Well, because he was resisting arrest. Taser, taser, taser. So she's doing what police are supposed to do. I will tase you. Get out of the car. Resisting. I will tase you. Get out of the car. Resisting. Taser, taser, taser. Get out of the car right now or you're about to get tased. That's three warnings that the police officer gave gave him. And by the way, the other police officer holding him is black. Conveniently left out of the news. I think they're trying to get rid of this woman because they hate women. What do you think? And then she shoots him. And then she says, oh, no, I shot him. Well, she says something else, but oh, no, I shot him. And she backs away appalled at what she just did, not realizing it. So I really think it might have actually been a mistake. And if it were, an entire city shouldn't be burned down. Payless shouldn't have paid hundreds of millions of dollars to Black Lives Matter to have their store looted again by a bunch of people who wanted Nikes, okay? Maybe that shows Payless, hey, you don't support terrorism. It encourages terrorism. So he drives off. And she says, I just shot him. And the black police officer is like, you did? And she's like, yes. And she's frantic about it. She didn't mean to shoot the guy. Now, maybe that's not true. Maybe she's a great actress. And maybe the police department is covering it up. But here is the result of that incident. CBS News reporting. Evening in 
Thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. The state of Minnesota is on edge and bracing for another night of protests after the police shooting of a black man. Just a after the police shooting of a black man, they get this picture of him looking like this innocent young kid when really, I mean, he was under arrest for various reasons and he didn't look like an innocent young kid in the video, but that doesn't matter. A few miles from where former officer... And that shouldn't indicate, obviously, guilt. I'm just saying that they just get this picture of, oh, like, like remember, remember when the Black Lives Matter started with um, Trayvon Martin? The guy was like a thug. And then they get this picture of him like he's all nice on social media. Eric Chauvin is on trial for killing George Floyd. Well, tonight, the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are under states of emergency. Oh, states of emergency. By the way, um, on trial for killing George Floyd to see whether he's guilty of that or not. But that doesn't mean that he killed him because the public opinion is that he killed him when the autopsy report says something different, just so we're clear. And the governor has imposed a 7 o'clock curfew for surrounding cities. This after police in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center released body cam video showing Dante Wright being killed during a traffic stop on Sunday. The chief there says the shooting was an accident, that the veteran officer who killed Wright thought she was firing her taser. Maybe it was. Fired during a brief struggle with the 20-year-old. Maybe it wasn't. If he weren't struggling, he might not have got tasered or shot. That doesn't mean, like, do what the white police officer says and you won't get shot. Uh, the white police officer female said, I'm going to taser you, get out of the car. I'm going to taser you, get out of the car. Taser, 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 get out of the car, I'm going to taser you. How many times do you have to tell somebody that? Listen to the old Chris Rock skit. You know, if you jump a subway turnstile with a rolled joint, and a loaded handgun, you're probably going to get your ass kicked by the police. It's not because you're black. It's because you've got a joint and a loaded handgun. Wright's death set off violent protests overnight. And as we come on the air, today's release of that body cam video is doing little to calm a community and a country already outraged by the killing of George Floyd. Because the community and the country are told white kills black riot. And it's organized and it's set up and it's strategic doesn't matter if you release the body cam footage that shows something different. It doesn't matter if George Floyd's body cam footage still hasn't been censored from the Internet and it shows George Floyd hopped up on fentanyl and other things and the police officer literally asking the guy like 50 times, can you get in the car, please? Can you get in the car, please? I'll roll down the windows. I'm sorry you have anxiety. What can I do to help? Let's put you in the car. We just got to put you in the car, figure out what's happening. Please get in the car, sir. Get in the car, sir. Get in the car, sir. And the cops didn't even raise their voice to him. And then he pushes himself out of the car screaming, I can't choke with nobody touching him and asks to be laid on the ground. And it doesn't matter what the footage show shows you. It's what the perception is generated by the media. And frustrated by other recent encounters between police and people of color. Really? Well, how about the police officers of color who are shot by other people of color or people who are white or people who are anything? How about the cops that are killed on a daily basis because of people that are involved in violent criminal activity? What about their lives? They apparently don't matter. Those black people don't matter because this isn't about black or white. This is about destabilizing society. This is about restructuring the way in which the legal system operates, the way in which societies are policed, because they don't want police officers, which have incredible problems. Police departments have incredible problems. They want red guards who will determine on the spot because you're white or because your parents were Republicans. Even if you're a liberal, you're going to get your ass beat because you are a bad class enemy. This is cultural Marxism. That's all that it is. And that's why in this video from CBS News, it's like virtually everybody in the crowd here marching is white. 
We're going to cover it all tonight. I mean, literally, I don't see a black person in this video. CBS's Omar Villafranca is going to lead us off tonight from just outside of Minneapolis. There's one. There's one black person in the back there. The rest of these people are white. Good evening, Nora. There's a big crowd of protesters behind me blocking the street in front of the Brooklyn Center Police Department. On the other side, National Guardsmen and officers in full riot gear standing behind concrete barricades and fencing that they have just set up, getting ready for what could become another long night. This police body cam footage shows the final moments of 20-year-old Dante Wright's life. Officers attempt to handcuff Wright after a traffic stop when Wright struggles to get back in his car. You don't want to do that. Another officer comes to help. But it was a gun, not a taser that she fired. Wright managed to speed off, traveling a few blocks before crashing into another car. There you go. Authorities tried to revive him, but he died at the scene. Crash into another Police car and endanger somebody else's life. Accidental discharge. It is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. The officer, who is described as very senior, has been placed on administrative leave. Calls for action against that officer are growing, including from Brooklyn Center's mayor. We recognize that this couldn't have happened at a worse time. Wright's killing sparked a night of chaos just 10 miles from where former officer Derek Chauvin is on trial for the murder of George Floyd. That's that's very convenient. So another night of chaos, multiple nights of chaos this week over the killing of another black guy. And when you look at the statistical data, it's like a handful of people that are killed by police every year, armed or unarmed. You look at the people who die from heart disease, it's hundreds of thousands. A large portion of them are black because of the poor food choices and because of those types of neighborhoods that are communities, black communities, etc. This is why people that are black or people that... um are uh, South Central America. That's why they have, like in, in the United States and in, in big cities, they have some of the highest rates of diabetes, cancer, heart disease, etc. That's what's killing minorities. That's what's killing white people only in relation to white people are a majority in the United States. This is what's killing people. Okay. And so in response to that, even if the woman was like, hey, Negro, bang, 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 I don't like you because you're black. What does the intense violence do? It burns down an already unstable society. And what it reminds me of is it reminds me of all those struggle sessions that the communists demanded in any communist takeover. They demand that one person, because of something they said or did or something they didn't say or didn't do, they get strung up in the public square. They demand justice. No justice, no peace. So basically... If you don't get what you want, you are going to burn the city to the ground. And it just happens to coincide with the Chauvin trial. It just happens to coincide with the burning season of Beltane, these burning fires of emotions, the burning fires of the actual city burning with fireworks and Molotov cocktails and people being shot and stabbed in other cases and buildings burning to the ground. All of that because a black guy was avoiding arrest. How about you don't break the law? How about you do what the police tell you, even if the police are wrong, because they still have guns, even if the police are criminals. If somebody has a gun, they're probably going to 
use it and shoot you if they're a criminal, if that's the intent. You don't know what the intent is behind this woman. You don't know what the intent of Chauvin was. That's why you have a trial, not so the public can demand somebody's head. That's a mob. That's a group of terrorists. I don't care if they're white or black. And the funny thing is when people get upset and they like, how could you call BLM terrorist? Well, I'm not calling black people terrorists because BLM is the ones I've seen. They're predominantly white. The videos I just saw from CBS News, almost everybody was white. Those are the terrorists. Those are the people that are threatening the community. And they unfortunately suck up other people who feel like what they're doing is the right thing. That what they're doing is somehow helping the community. That what they're doing is beneficial to the community. When in fact they're just being sucked up in this this sea of emotions, this burning emotional response to things that they don't understand, video cam footage they never even watched, as all happening during the burning season of Beltane or Beltane. And I imagine, I suggest that you're going to see more and more of this through the month of April as the wheel of the year turns and as the burning of the sun intensifies, the burning of cities will also intensify literally and figuratively. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Remember, the shows are just a tiny bit shorter. They're only an hour. We're going to loop this. If you already heard this for the second hour, it's in the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. I'm going to be taking a vacation next week and the week after. I'll have some newer shows while I'm gone here or there. Stay tuned to facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. I promise you we're not going anywhere. I'm just taking a little bit of time off. We're going to try to do some shows, play some replays. If you have any comments or thoughts, rdgable at yahoo.com, www.thesecretteachings.info. Please support the show. It allows us to do what we do five nights a week. Thank you so much for your support, buying the books, subscribing. Continue to do it. Tell your friends about the show, and we'll continue to grow. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fridge FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, 
an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.